Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. Thank you for joining us. February 14th was Valentine's Day. We went red at New Antioch Christian Fellowship at Aliante in honor of Heart Healthy Month and Valentine's Day. Speaking of Valentine's Day, we're talking about love. Loving people unconditional. Showing them the love of Christ or showing them the love of Solomon. Coming up. But that you intentionally begin to lay on words that build people up. Speak well of them. Love this way and speak well of them. It is for us to do once we realize the power that is in our words. God giving. So I challenge you to work at your giving as if you're trying to outdo God. See what he's going to do for you. See if you can outdo him. We are also in the middle of our rally going on right now. Our rally 2021 is happening right now and you can join in. It's not too late. I promise you, it's not too late for you to get in on what we are doing here with our rally. Every year, New Antioch, you show up for the rally and it takes us over in those dry months over in the summertime. And so you guys have been diligent and not going to get out of the park and we believe that you are going to do the same this year. So we have up on the screen for you how you can give your giving this year in 2021. Reach out to Sharonda and make sure that you you get your number when you give online or when you give here at the house make sure that you designate it for the rally when you give you can give in three easy and simple ways you can text it in to 77977 to the word uh new antioch all one word it will prompt you on your cell phone on what you're supposed to do in order to donate you can go to our website newantioch-aliante.org hit the donate button it's there on the top tab it will walk you through everything you're supposed to do to give that way if you want to give in cash here at the house we are still accepting it here 2550 nature park drive suite 100 that is in north las vegas nevada 89084 at this time i would like to pray over the giving father god in the name of jesus we thank you god for how you have been a provider not only to this house but to everything that is attached to this house god you have told us time and time again that everything attached to us wins god so we want to take a moment in this time of giving as we get ready to give on to you to thank you for how everything else that is attached to us is going to win just because we are giving and being obedient unto your house god i ask that you bless those that are giving remind them of how you have looked after them as they have given god and and let them walk on faith, Lord, as they give on to you and unto this house, God. These things we lift up before you in your son. Jesus is mighty, we powerful. We live without you. We won't make it without you. I can't walk without you. I can't walk this walk without you, God. I won't be able to, to make it. And what I thought about, praise team, what I thought about Gus was on this Valentine's Day, on, on, this, on this day for lovers. And I don't want us to mistake the day of lovers, Keith. Because before I had a romantic love, I was in love with my family. It was my mom and dad, it was my, my siblings, and that was who I celebrated on Valentine's Day. And then I found this romantic love, Jackie, and, 
and it was my husband and I fell in love with him and then I had children Pastor Darian and they became my my valentines and and I and I fell in love with them but can I tell you on this afternoon that falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I thought being a man was the best thing I thought, I thought being a wife was the best thing I thought the ability to be a mother was the best thing but falling in love with Jesus is the best thing my God that I have ever done and you think you in love when you talking on the phone all night and y'all start to say the same things but James I can't live without him I can't talk without him I can't walk without him there's no me without him there's just no me without him and so on this on this day for lovers I want us to understand that there's there's more than lovers than that that spousal that girlfriend boyfriend even that friendship there's a higher and a greater love that will change you go ahead and do it James go ahead falling in love with Jesus is the best thing it's the best I've thing. ever done. You want to sing a love song, and there's, there's a love song. Oh, falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Oh, this is my song. This is my song. With Jesus. It's the best thing I've ever done. The best thing that I've ever done. The best thing that I've ever done. I tell you, I start singing that song and I get completely lost. And I'm just know that he's pleased with the way I'm singing. I just know that he loves my voice when I'm singing. And, and I start hitting high notes and low notes. And, and, and then I'm quiet for a moment. And, and let me, and then I hum a little bit because I'm just swooning and I'm just in the place with him and it's just he and I and so falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that I have ever done and so thank you praise team I, I'm grateful that me and my, my valentine my other valentine my, my most needed valentine that we'll have our, our time on this afternoon to swoon I do hope that you save time to be with Jesus on this day for lovers. I know that you have set aside for your, for your spouses and your children and, and for your family and for your friends. But I do hope and pray that you have set aside some time just to be with him. Because falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that I have ever done. And it is the best thing that you will ever do. It's the best thing that you will ever do is life changing. It's eternity changing. It'll change your forever if you fall in love with Jesus. Amen, amen. We are going to move right on into this word and um, I, I, I love it and uh, it's, a, it's a little bit mushy 
but it's a little bit in your face. And so we're just going to get right into it. And, and do stay with me on this afternoon as we talk about uh, love and as we talk about walking it out. Uh, because we are on this walk with God. Okay, uh, understand this, that new Antioch has gone red for today. If you did not notice... We're all in our red. I hope that you joined us. We asked you to on last Sunday to join us wearing your red. And so we are in red because it is Valentine's Day and because it is Heart Healthy Month. Our pastor is going to come later and talk about that just a little bit. But I hope that you have got in with us on this Heart Healthy Valentine's Day and wearing your red. We are in the year of the walk. I feel I feel a weight, Gus. Will you, will you stay right there? for just one moment I feel a weight uh, in, in the house and I need to clear some things up I am grateful for the way that James uh, prayed on this afternoon but let's pray just a little bit more I feel something and it's trying to rest on me and I don't think so you don't get to have me you don't get to have your way and I, I don't know what it is every now and then I just feel like I have to pray and I have to fight and so that's what I am going to do this is my love day, and guess who's not giving in the way of my love day? The enemy does not get to have room on my love day. And so I take a moment on this morning to go into a place of warfare, my God, in the name of Jesus, to tell the enemy to move my car. I don't know if anybody feels like pushing a little pushback with me. How about Shokona? But we're here now and we're here to do what we came to do. We are here to deliver a word to the men and women of God. We are here to stand in our places of authority. My God, in the name of Jehovah, thank you, God. We push back on this afternoon and we tell the enemy that he cannot have any room in here. That he cannot rest on me, my God, in the name. He cannot rest on you if you're at home, if you're feeling down about today, if you're sad about today, if you're wondering where your lover is today. Let me tell you, you came into the right place because we push back sadness, depression, distraction, and interruption. My God, in the name, I say, in the name of Jesus, and we lose peace and we lose clarity in the place on this day. My God, in the name of Jesus. I have a message. I have a message for you. I have a message for you. I have a message. I have a message for you. And so we're going to create a clearing right now. Because I believe that God has something to share with you. That he's going to sharpen us on this afternoon. Our prayer is that you leave here differently than the way that you came in. Uh, that you're thinking about love differently than when you walked in this place. That you'll operate just a little bit differently after today. So it is a necessary message. Uh, and it is a needed message. Uh, and I am here to deliver. My God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Uh, God, we are in the year of the walk. We have decided to take the whole year to walk with God. Over here at New Antioch in Aliante and in the house of Antioch, we operate as a church under four cultures. We love, we lead, we pray, and we give. We love, 
We lead. We pray. And we give. And isn't today the perfect day to talk about love? And I want to, we're pulling together a few concepts. It's Valentine's Day. It's Heart Healthy Day. We've gone red today. And today is a day of love. In the New Testament, and more specifically in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is where Jesus is teaching in parables. Most of the lessons and the stories come in parables. A parable is the story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. I heard one preacher say, and I think that preacher was Reverend BJ. And she said that a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. In most Bibles, when Jesus is speaking, it is printed in red lettering to denote to the reader that this is what Jesus said. There are many writers and many authors of the Bible, but it notes in the red lettering, if you didn't know that, that that's what Jesus said. That is where Jesus is speaking. This afternoon, we are going to walk through a few of these parables written in red because we went red today. We are going to talk about what lessons of love can we pull out of these parables. And so on this morning, we're going to love this way and walk on red. We're going to love this way. And walk on red. We're going to walk on those red words of Jesus. Let's see what we can pull out of them uh, on this afternoon. So let's just go there. And there's a quite a bit of reading. And so that's why we didn't do it uh, in the beginning. But I'll read and you make sure you follow. The first parable is the woman with ten coins. In Luke 15, 8 through 10. And it says, or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And so I tell you, this first one is love this way and celebrate with them. Celebrate when they come into the kingdom. Celebrate when they make a decision to change their life forever. Celebrate when they opt for Jesus and not for this world. Celebrate them. But that is when we stop rejoicing. That is when we stop celebrating them. The celebration goes far and beyond when they make that initial decision. And so let's love this way and, and celebrate with them. The Bible tells us rejoice with those who are rejoicing and mourn with those who are mourning. And we get the mourn right. But we don't get the rejoice or the celebrate right. We get the mourn right because they're in a lowly place and we're still up. And isn't that just sad of us? And isn't that just prideful and ego of us? And isn't that just self-serving of us that I can be with you while you're in a lowly place, but I can't be with you when you are celebrating and rejoicing. This love, love this way, celebrate with them. It's a challenge to love this way. This is a, a mature love. This takes a, a degree of, of growing up. This takes a degree of being a selfless. Envy and jealousy must be dealt with 
to be able to celebrate with them. Often we find ourselves sounding like Charlie Brown, kicking rocks, walking around with our heads down. Good grief. How did she get a husband and I didn't get one yet? Good grief. They got the new house and we didn't get the new house yet. Good grief. They're calling her name again, his name again, and they didn't call my name. Good grief. How were they able to keep getting all of those breaks? How were they able to keep getting all of that favor? We make the celebration about us. We're envious and we're jealous and we're coveting and we cannot celebrate with them because it's not about us. And so we turn into a Charlie Brown. Good grief. How, why is this happening to me? Really nothing's happening to you and everything is happening to them and for them. But because of our jealousy, because of our envy, we cannot find it in ourselves. We cannot say, I celebrate with you and I am genuinely happy for you. Instead, we secretly say and sometimes openly we say, why them and not me? It hinders our celebration. Pastor and author Rick Warren asked, when is the last time you thank God for what he did for someone else? Just an all out praise break and thanksgiving for someone else. We give a barely whispered lip tight congratulations. We don't even want to say it. And we don't want other people to know that we're celebrating you. And so we barely even whisper it to you. We have to put in the practice of the mindset that God gave us. And the mindset to know who God really is. And that is that we do not serve a limited God. We think he stopped giving when he blessed them. We think that we're not going to get anything else. We think that we're the only ones who should get anything. And so we're jealous and we're envy, but we are going to challenge the way you love on this afternoon and to give you cause to love this way and to celebrate them. You make it hard for people to share with you. You make it hard for people to say what God has done in their life instead of them. Being able to share and testify to the goodness of God, they shrink back and they are quiet because of how we're going to react. They don't know how we're going to take the blessing of God. They don't have anyone that will genuinely celebrate with them. But we're going to come out of that. That we are going to come into a place where we are rejoicing and celebrating others. After all, don't we want to be celebrated? Don't we want those to cheer us on? We want to be able to proclaim what God has done in us. But we can't take it. When it's somebody else, especially if it's something that we want. And for some of us, it's something that we don't want. 
We just can't stand it. It's something that is in us, this envy and this jealousy that has to be pulled out. And so we're going to talk about it on this day. Love this way and celebrate with them. And then the next parable that we're going to love this way and walk on red is the prodigal son. And most of us know this story. But for those of you who don't, just a, a quick uh, a summary of the story. There is a young brother. He has an inheritance from his father. Usually you get that once your father dies. The father has not died, but he goes to his dad and says, I want mine early. And the dad obliges him and gives him his inheritance early. He leaves home and he gets caught up in a whole bunch of wild living and wild spending. Who knows what all of that entails? But he finds himself after a while of that broke and living in a pin pin literally. He has nothing. And so he finally decides on one day that he's going to go back home to his father's house. That he has to pick himself up and go back home. Luke 15, 31 and 32. The uh, father says to his older brother, but we have to celebrate and be glad. Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And we're going to love this way. We have to welcome them. We have to celebrate them. And we have to welcome them. And I, and I want to talk to us as, as church people, and I'm talking to everybody else also, that even in the celebration and even in the welcoming them, when they step foot in here and we found out that we have a new believer, we're very welcoming on that day. And at that time, we, we welcome them. But what about after that time? What about after that day? What if they end up back out there and needing to return home again? What if they've messed up again and need to return home? What if they have messed up again and again and again and again and need to be welcomed back home? Do we know how to love this way and welcome them? In my study on, on mission teams, and mission teams, we usually think these are the teams that gather, they go into another region, they go into another country, and they go to help those people. They go to help the people in that land. And what I found is that there are, are four parts to a mission team. The first part is those that pray. Those that pray over the mission and those who are going on the mission. That pray for them when they touch down, get on the ground, that everything is in place. Um, and then there are those that send. These are the people that are funding the trip usually. These are those that offer their resources, uh, that offer their influence. These are those that, that send the people that are going to actually go on the mission. And then the third one is those that go. These are the people that actually go into the other places. They're willing to get on the plane and go to other countries and be on the ground and feed the needy and build schools and teach those and lift up other ministry. But the fourth one is those that welcome. And this is the team that either welcomes you on that end when you get there or those that welcome the missionaries back. 
from their duties. They support them when they get back. Every mission trip is not a field trip. It is often very difficult. There is often a, a reacclimation that has to happen when they come back. And there is a, a welcome team that welcomes them back. We should all be on the welcome team. We should all be those that are welcoming those that are coming back. Those that are coming in for the first time and those that are returning and returning and, the and returning. We ought to give them a greeting or reception that lets them know that their arrival brings us pleasure. We ought to give them a greeting to let them know. That their arrival brings us some type of pleasure. Whomever it is that is coming back. We have to get out of the state of reminding people what they did. Reminding them what they was doing. Reminding them how many times that they've been gone. How many times that they tripped up. We have to get out of that and just welcome them back. Just, just welcome them back in the same way that the father did in the prodigal son. He didn't ask him, well, what were you doing out there? What, ha what happened to all of the money? And where else did you go? And how long did you think you was going to be out there? What were you thinking when you left with all of that money? He didn't do all of that. He welcomed him back. And so I want to ask you on this afternoon, how are you welcoming them back? Mothers, how are you welcoming back baby daddies? He's trying this time. He's come to see his child. How are you welcoming him back? What are you saying? Yes, he messed up. Husbands and wives, yes, they messed up. Yes, they, they, they disappointed you, messed up the marriage, but now they're back. How are you welcoming them? And is there a welcome? Is their reception met with any pleasure? I'm glad that you're here. Or are we in our stiff neck ways? Unforgiving ways. It will not receive them back. What about your prodigal sons and daughters? They're out there messing up. We know they're messing up. We know they're making wrong decisions. But what about when they come back, mom and dad? What about when they come back, big brother and big sister? How's the welcome? We're going to talk about that brother. Because his brother wasn't too happy to see him come back. He was not on the welcome committee. He didn't know how to love this way and welcome them. But how do we react when they want to come back? How is our forgiveness? What is it that we can do to come out of ourselves? This is what God told me that we do. The person is trying to return. They want to come back to you. So why do I have to put myself in the story? I plant myself right in the story and what it means for me if you come back. What it looks like to me if you come back. What are they going to say about me if you come back? 
It's all about me and not about the person that is returning. It's all about our minds moving. And, and we got so much to say about it. But we put ourselves in the picture. Can it just be about the individual that has decided to change your life and come back? No, I'm not talking about you. Well, what if they tricked me? And what if this ain't the real thing? And what about all of that? God is going to deal with you and them on that. But you haven't asked God about it. You haven't thought to ask him, is this real or is it not? God, should I let him back or not? No, you just start to run down your list of everything that they have ever done wrong. Every time that they have ever messed up. Every time that they have been gone and wanted to come back with no grace and no forgiveness. That is not the welcome team. Because just like on the mission teams, you don't know what happened out there on the field. You don't know what they have gone through out there. And I can hear you saying, well, they don't know what I've gone through. It's not about you this time. There you go, putting yourself back in it again. This is not about you. This is about them. Allow them to have their moment of coming back. And just welcome them. I told you this is going to challenge you. This is going to challenge you that we don't have to put our mouths on the people that we haven't seen for a while. Okay, here they go back out there again. We know that folks are struggling. They're struggling with drugs. They're they struggling with alcohol. They're they struggling with getting their lives right. But our job is to welcome them. And we'll get to the, we'll get to the end of it. We'll get to the, the end of that. But the blessings and the forgiveness and the transformation and the mercy of God is at his discretion. We don't get to put our opinions on who God is going to transform, who he's going to bless, who he's going to heal. We don't get to say it's at his discretion. The only thing that he's asked us to do is to welcome them. Just welcome them back. It's not about our feelings. It's not about if it's fair or not. Because it has nothing to do with you this is about them and God and then the next one is a friend at midnight Luke 11 5 through 9 it says then he said to them this is Jesus talking we walking on red then he said to them suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says friend lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine who is on a journey has just come to visit me, and I have nothing to serve him. And from inside he answers, don't bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything just because he is his friend, Yet because of his persistence and boldness, he will give, get up and give him whatever it is that he needs. And so I tell you, love this way. Pray for them. Jesus explains in this parable that the neighbor was not knocking for himself. But he was knocking for a friend that had come that was on a journey. And I want to ask us on this afternoon, will you be persistent in knocking for a friend? 
Will you pray and go to God for a friend? Yes, you're tired. Yes, you've already prayed. Yes, you probably already prayed for them. He said, but because of his persistence, he opened the door. And so maybe that friend that needs to be welcomed back and welcomed back, maybe that friend... It's the friend that you need to keep knocking for that he don't have to keep coming back to be re-welcomed and re-welcomed. Do you have it in you to be persistent on somebody else's behalf? I'm telling you, I don't know how many of us can love this way. This is a different kind of love because we get tired of praying for them. We get tired of lifting them up. We're on the prayer team. We get prayer requests all night. All night. Some of the prayer requests come from the same people. And I won't go into that. (laughs) But will we be persistent enough to keep on knocking at God's door on behalf of someone else? I want you to ask yourself, when have I gone to God? And continue to knock on behalf of someone else. And not because it is just your, uh, your friend. But because you have a heart of God to be persistent and you know that God will answer. Will you go to God over and over and over again? Will you say, God, it's been long enough and I'm not praying for them anymore. Or do you have the stamina to persist? My God. They're still going through. Can you do it without growing weary? They're still asking for help. They're still out there tripping. Do you know how long it took for some of the blessings in the Bible to manifest? But we celebrate them. And we talk about them. We love the story of Abraham and Sarah. We love that she was able to have a baby after years and years of waiting. But I don't know if her friends got tired of praying for Sarah. I don't know if they got tired of praying for Sarah. God didn't tell us how long them, how long it was going to take for the baby to get there. But it says it was about 25 years when they first heard that they would before the baby actually came. And so I wonder who of Abraham's friends and who of Sarah's friends was persistent in knocking at the door to say, God, I have a friend who is in need and I won't stop until you answer. I don't know. This is, this is a mature way. And we talk about King David, who was just a child when they told him, David, someday you'll be king. 15 to 22 years later, is when David finally stepped into being king. Who can wait out the blessings of God? Who has the persistence? New Antioch. Who has the persistence to keep knocking? God, you said that we were three campuses in this city. Who has the persistence to keep knocking?
God, you said that you were going to do this. God, you showed us the map. You showed us the three corners of the city that you are going to put this ministry. Who has the persistence to keep on knocking? God, we need the funding. Are we frustrated? Are we grown weary? Or will we keep knocking? My God, the second part of that scripture says, it says, so I say to you, ask and keep on asking. And it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking. And, it, and you will find it. Knock and keep on knocking. And the door will be open to you. And so I say, love this way. And pray for them. And then this one. I just threw this one in because uh, that's just who I am. This one is not uh, from Jesus. This is not a, one of the parables that he told. But I actually went back into the Song of Solomon. Uh, seeing as it's Valentine's Day. And so I wanted to hear what could we find about loving this way from Solomon. And in Solomon, the Song of Solomon 4, 9 through 10 in the English Standard Version, it says, you have captivated my heart, my sister, my bride. You have captivated my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace. How beautiful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much better is your love than wine and the fragrance of your oils than any spice. And... You know, I have to say, you have captivated my heart, my brother, my husband. You have captivated my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one of those smiles that you flash. How beautiful is your love, my brother, my husband? How much better is your love than wine and the fragrance of your oils than spice? So what can we learn from Solomon with his smooth self? Speak well of them. Love this way and speak well of them. This kind of love isn't an eros love, a, a romantic love. And so I'm going to pause and just give me a moment while I work my way down through the list. But I'm going to start with you husbands and you wives. Are you speaking well of them? To all of you that are in serious relationships, are you speaking well of them? Is your speech only in private? Are they the only ones who know that you speak well of them? Or is your love for them, your, your words for them shared in a public space? Does anybody else know how you feel about your spouse? Or is it hidden? Because if it's hidden, it always almost feels like it's a shameful, bashful, and I really only want you to know. But I don't want other people to know. And so I'm asking you, do you speak well of them? Does the public know? Do other people know husbands and wives? Do they feel like you might be open for entertainment? 
Because you never speak well of your spouse. Because you always are, are putting them down in public but behind closed doors. Then here you come with your speaking well of them. Everybody ought to know that you are loving them in such a way that you are speaking well of them. I'm not talking that you have to talk your bedroom talk out in the public. But your love language toward your spouse ought to be evident. No one ought to wonder how you feel about your spouse. Speak well of them. Can I tell you that your words are powerful and that the words that you speak over your spouse adds to them. You can speak well of every other thing and every other person. But when it comes to your spouse, then there's something missing. They don't have that layer of protection from you. They don't have those words that form life that you're speaking over them. Do you not know that your words are forming life over your spouse? Do you not know that when he says this, oh, you, oh, you have captivated my heart. Do you not know what that does for your spouse? It's building something in them. You're wondering why they're laying flat and in ruins. Could it be because you have not built them up and not spoke well of them? Could it be that they don't know that of you? Could it be that they're not feeling that of you? Could it be that your words bear more power than anybody else in their life and they're not getting it from you? Speak well of them. Your words have effect on them. And this is true in every other relationship. That it often goes missing. I have to tell you that as a parent, um, I had to learn this. And I learned it later on. Actually, uh, Pastor Parson is one of the, the best affirmationists uh, that I know. And she taught me how to speak well, intentionally, of my children. Now, it wasn't that I was beating them down with my words, but I don't know if there was an intentional buildup either. It wasn't on the forefront of my mind. It wasn't something that I was doing. Um, I would do it here and there, but even as they got older, I kind of felt like they didn't need it as much. So as little kids, you tell them, you can do anything. I believe you can do this. You're beautiful. You're this. You're that. But as they got older, you kind of feel like they got it. But as they get older, they need it all the more. They still need to know that you're layering on the words that are creating things in their life. Your buildup is creating in their lives, parents. And so build up in your children's life. Don't allow that to go dormant. The same thing with your friends. The same thing with people that you work with. I have to apologize even here in the ministry, Pastor Darian. Because I don't know if I have been intentionally building people with my words. Building people with my presence. I'm not saying you just come with a whole bunch of fluff that you don't mean. But that you intentionally begin to lay on words that build people up. Speak well of them.
love this way and speak well of them it is for us to do once we realize the power that is in our words and some of us have a lot of work to do because not only are you not building up but you are tearing down you got some bad words that you say you got some harmful hurtful things that you say that you are releasing out of your mouth intentionally you say some horrible mean things that's how you fight. That's how you defend yourself. And you leave your people, your spouses, your friends, those who work with you, you leave them cut up and shot by your words. I don't know how many people are on the men because of what you said. They're damaged because of what you said. And so we are coming into the place, I'm telling you, this is a place of maturity. This is a place of growing up. This is a place of understanding. The sooner you get it, the better you will be. Speak well of them. There are some spouses, and I hear the Holy Spirit saying this, that you keep wondering why you guys cannot get it back right. There's been a rip. There's been a tear. Um, but and you're wondering why you can't get it back right. It's because of what you said. Words go so much further than even your actions. And so you, you yourself, you who are watching on Facebook, you have to repent of what you said. You have to go back and ask for forgiveness for what you said. You have to be sorry in and of yourself. Go to God and go to the person, even if they're not ready to receive you, for what you said. And then maybe, just maybe, your relationship, your friendship, your parenting, my God, could begin to get on the mend if you would repent for what you said. For what you said. Come on, we're we, we coming into a better place on today. This, this wasn't a, a run around the block message um, on this afternoon, and that's where there's some fight. But if we can come into the place, come into the way that he has designed us to love, then we all would be better. Families would be healed. Marriages would last. Our children would be better. Come on, we'd be better in the workplace, better in the community. If we could all grow up, come into a mature place. And so love this way and speak well of them. And then almost to the end, but second to the last, don't forget that you are counted in the number. As we do this for one another, as we celebrate one another and welcome one another and pray for one another and speak well to one another, you have to celebrate yourself. You have to be willing to give yourself a break and tell yourself, okay, that, that, I, I, that one was good. I did all right on that. Instead of just beating yourself down constantly all the time, you have to be willing to welcome yourself back. Stop doubting and say, well, I guess I'm going to try this again. I guess I'm going to give it another shot. Welcome your effort. Welcome your will. Welcome your strength. Welcome it back to you so that you can be ready to go again. Welcome mercy. Welcome grace. Welcome forgiveness even of yourself that you might be better. Some of you, the only problem is you won't forgive yourself. 
It's not that God has not forgiven you. The person you wrong has forgiven you. But you won't come into a place of forgiving yourself. And so come into a place of forgiving yourself and then speak well of you. Do you have a good word to say? Oh, my God, I messed up again. I'm so slow. They're better than me. I just can't get right. I just can't get up. I don't know how to do that. They won't show me how to do that. It's just me. They need to pick somebody else. I shouldn't have been the one there. I don't think I'm right for the position. We are just talking negatively. I'm just still broke, and I can't get no money, and I hate this job, and I want a new job. We don't speak well of anything. That concerns us. We're not speaking well of ourselves. But that's not what we've been given to do. We have to learn how to love this way. And speak well of even ourselves. But how am I going to do it? How, how am I going to do it for them? How am I going to, to do it for myself? It's already done for you. We were made in the image and in the likeness of God the Father, of Jesus. We are already made in his image. And more than that, he's taught you how to do it because he's done it for you over and over and over. How many times has Jesus celebrated you? Well, how do I know that he's celebrating me? I can't tell if there's a celebration. You're still sitting here. He hasn't said, you know what? All hope is lost. I'm taking him up out of there. He still grants you things. He still even grants you people that love you, people to be around you. He's still giving great gifts to you, even though you won't acknowledge them. He's still celebrating you. He is still welcoming you back. I'm ready, Gus. He is still welcoming you back. How many times have you had to come back? I don't even think anybody could count how many times they have had to come back to ask Jesus to take me back. I messed up. I slipped up. I did that. I said that. I turned my back on you. I've been gone. I've been tripping. And then here you come crawling back up to Jesus. And he doesn't lay out everything that you did wrong before you. He just welcomes you back. He just says, come on, come on back in. And restores you right from there. He don't even make you start back at one. He restores you right back from there. And he's still praying for you. He told us one time in prayer, y'all can't beat me praying. You know, because we think we be praying. We, we think we really uh, be praying. But he said, y'all can't beat me praying. And so he's in constant prayer for us. And he's still speaking well of us. So we do know how to do it. And know you said, well, I'm not Jesus. No, you're not. But he has given you everything that you need. There really just has to be an awareness and a willingness. And so I pray for each of us on this afternoon that we can come into loving this way. Love this way to welcome them. 
love this way to celebrate them. Check yourself. Am I being envious? Am I being jealous? Love this way and pray for them. And keep on praying. Don't grow weary. Because guess what? Jesus is still praying for you. With your can't get right self. We can't get right. But we just keep on trying. And why? Jesus is still praying for us. And he's still speaking a word over us. Still speaking life. And what I love about the words that he speaks is that they never expire. They're still hovering over you. Whatever he called you, those words are still hovering over your life. He called you champion. They're still hanging over your life. They're still there. He, he said that you were loved. That, that, that love is still hanging over your life. Uh, Tina Turner said, what's love got to do with it? What is love but a secondhand emotion? What's love got to do with it? Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? Me and my, my uh, sister Monique, we went to see Tina. And we were all in there. But as I thought about this, love has everything to do with it. It has everything to do with it. God saved us because he loved us. It has everything to do with it. God sent his son to die for us because he loved us. Love has everything to do with it. He's preserved his kingdom on this earth for us because he loves us. Love has everything to do with it. The kingdom of God is still open. It's not closed because of his love. Love has everything to do with it. He hasn't reached the maximum number of people that can come to him and seek salvation. It's still wide open for people to give their lives over to him because he loves us. Love has everything to do with it. And so we are going to pray on this afternoon. And I, I do want you to receive the message on this afternoon. To love like this and welcome them. Love like this and celebrate them. Love this way and pray for them. Love this way and speak well of them. And know him for yourself. Because we can't do this in and of ourselves. We are flawed. We're in those people that need to be welcomed back over and over. But because we have Jesus, because falling in love with Jesus, it could be the best thing that you've ever done also. And so before we go into our prayer, I'm going to ask if there is anyone who is saying, I, I need to know that. I'm having a hard time welcoming back. I'm, I'm having a difficult time celebrating them. I'm hurt. My heart is hurt. I don't know what to do with it. And I don't think that I have Jesus. Then I'm going to extend an invitation. I'll be able and willing to share my Valentine with you. That you can know Jesus for yourself on this afternoon. If there's anybody in here that says, I need to know him. 
for myself. If there's anybody that has joined through our video broadcast that is saying, I need to know Jesus because I can't, I can't love this way by myself. Then I invite you to say this prayer with us on this afternoon that you might love differently. That you might even love those who are in your life differently. That you'll be able to love some of those that you have kicked out and kicked out for good. But on this afternoon, because a word has come for you, that you'll be able to love them differently. Your heart's hardened because you have a hard time receiving that child. Uh, we know that children disappoint us. They break our hearts. But do you know that we have broken God's heart and we have disappointed him? But that he still receives us. He still welcomes us. And so if you're in this place or if you have joined us on video broadcast, just say this prayer with me. If you said, I need Jesus, I need him in my life. It's a simple, open confession. It's just a repeating after me, this small prayer. And believe it or not, it's done. Believe it or not, you can be on your way to falling in love with him. Uh, one of these days uh, soon, I'm going to tell my love story. I've seen people all over Facebook this week. They're writing a love story, how they met, how it happened, who's this and who's that. I I'm going to put a video on and talk about my love story uh, with Jesus. But if that is you on this afternoon and you're saying, I want to receive them, then just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I made some mistakes. I need you, Jesus, to show me how to love. I believe that you came for me. I believe you gave your life for me. And so I invite you in to be my Lord and Savior. <laughs> if you have prayed that simple prayer, then you have him. Then you have a new Valentine in your life. And I pray that you did that. If some of you needed to renew that and say, you know what? I'm one of those ones that need to be welcomed back. I pray that you prayed that on this afternoon. We are going to pray for you. And then we're going to turn it over to our pastor. She has a, a few things to share with you. But I just want to pray for those on this afternoon that may be having a difficult time loving Love's not always easy. It is, it, love is hard. It, it could be rough. Um, it's, it's an up and down. It's a roller coaster. It's the best place and the worst place all at the same time. Because we love in the way that we love. But I want to pray for you if you found yourself on this afternoon in a hard place, in a rough place. And for those who are here um, in the sanctuary. I'm going to invite you to stand up where you are, everybody. Everyone go ahead and stand. And if you're one of those people that says, I'm, I'm in a difficult place with love on this afternoon, Pastor. And if you're in the place, then come on up and we're just going to pray with you. Because we are persistent in prayer. And we believe that prayer works. And so if you're here, we'll pray for you, with you if you come up. If you want us to come with, to you, just put your hand up. And we'll have someone to come and pray with you while you're here. We're going to be social distance and not get in your space, but we believe in the power of prayer. And so, Father God, we say thank you on this afternoon. 
God, we said thank you, oh God, for the power of prayer. We said thank you, oh God, for the power of love. God, we ask you to move on this afternoon into the hearts of the men and women, in the hearts of our young adults, and even in our children, God. If they have found a stubborn place, a hard place, an unforgiving place, God, that they need to let go of, they need to be healed, God. They feel that the hurt is great, that the disappointment is great. God, we said thank you on this afternoon that there is nothing too great or too hard for you to do, God. And so we said thank you for how you are moving in the lives of those that have joined on this afternoon. Thank you, oh God, for how you are healing the hearts of parents. God, that you are softening even right now from disappointments and from hurts. God, that you are healing the hearts of wives and husbands that have found themselves in a place where it's difficult to love, difficult to forgive. My God, in the name of Jesus, we come against this heavy weight of disappointment, the heavy weight of grief. My God, in the name of Jesus, and we ask you to move, God. Well, children have become disappointed and hurt by their parents. God, have mercy in this place and heal the hearts of your people and move in our lives. We want to love the way you love us. We want to love the way you have given us to love. Forgive us for moving away from it. Forgive us for being envious and jealous. Forgive us for being unforgiving. God, we want to be better. God, we want to be better. God, we want to be better. We ask you, God, to touch our hearts on today. Will you show us anything that we're harboring? Show us anything, oh God, that we have not let go of. God, that we might be healed and made better on this day. My God, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, give us how to speak. Forgive us of the words that we spoke that tore down, my God, in the name of Jesus. And give us, oh God, how to build up. Give us how to encourage. Give us how to confirm. Give us how to affirm. My God, in the name of Jesus, each of us, God. God, as we move forward from this place, we say thank you, God, for what it is that you're doing us, for how you are giving us to love. My God, in the name of Jesus. And so we say thank you from this place. We said thank you from a healed place. We said thank you from a willing place. We said thank you, oh God, from a transformed place. That we declare on this afternoon that we will love the way that you have given us to love. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. in that key, some of the same chords, but different song. Love, a word that comes and goes, but few people really know what it means to really love somebody. may fade away I'm so glad your love will stay cause I love you 
anybody's testimony? When I should have died, you love me. I'll never know why you love me. Lamia, it's a mystery to me. Now I'm glad to see Jesus. When all hope was gone, you loved me. You gave me a song that you loved me. Now I can go on because you love me. It's a mystery to me, God. I'm glad to see Jesus. What it really means. That's just my testimony this week. What it really means. Now I know. What it really means to love. Somebody say, love this way. Love this way. He has taught us what it really means to love. Amen. We thank God for that word. I don't know. Me and Pastor Sharonda might be saved. As she started running out of those thems, I say, oh, well, that's, I wrote, wrote down some thems this morning. Uh, and so I'm just going to add her, add mine. Tell them, listen this morning, listen this afternoon, and you had this long list, right? And then when she got into it, two of hers were the same as two of mine. We didn't talk about that. I wasn't even supposed to preach today. But how do we love? How do we love this way? We love them, bless them, do good to them, pray for them. Those were mine this morning. Then this afternoon, celebrate them, welcome them. And since it's so nice, we're going to do it twice. Pray for them. And actually bless them and speak well of them is the same thing. And speak well of them. God's trying to get something across to us today. What I said this morning is we talk about love this way. There's a his in this. So love his way. T-H-I-S. There's a. There's a his in this. There's a H-I-S in there. So love this way is to love his way. Love them, bless them, do good to them, pray for them, celebrate them, welcome them, pray for them, speak well of them. She hit on how to love those that we kind of already love and, or should love, and I hit on those that we don't love. Our enemies. We talked about our enemies and our friends. So y'all might love all right. If you get both sermons today. So we thank God for the word of God. We are going red today uh, for heart healthy as well as for Valentine's Day. And so I said, I'll tell you a little bit more. I just have a challenge for you today. Um, the heart disease is still the number one killer. I don't know if COVID beat it this year, but heart disease is still the number one killer and it's mostly preventable. That's the problem is most of it is preventable. It's what we are doing to ourselves. And so years ago, God began to deal with me about my health and I lost a lot of weight and I began to exercise and I changed my diet. Uh, but I did not know I had already done damage to my heart, but I am convinced I was out working out one day and women, you show different symptoms in heart disease. We don't always get to grab your chest and feel like you're dying. I got the symptom and so I just felt weird. I felt funny. And then something went up my jaws. 
and that's one of the, the heart, heart attack signs for women. Some weird feeling went up into my jaws, and, I, and then it went away, and I just went on uh, and finished my workout, but I felt funny. I felt like something was wrong. And so I, I went to my doctor, he asked me if I had chest pains. I said, well, I don't have any chest pains, but I feel kind of funny. He checked it out. I had 100% blockage in the front of my heart, the one that's called a widow maker, the one where you just drop dead. Y'all heard him say, well, what happened to him? He, he was at work. He just dropped dead. It, it, that's the one I had. And I know that if I had not obeyed God and made those changes in my life, I wouldn't be here today. I am convinced of that. And so what I'm asking everyone to do is to do one act of defiance. I got this from Pastor Rhonda one time. The devil wants you dead. The devil, and if he's not going to try to kill you, he'll try to get you to kill yourself. Um, and talk you into not taking care of yourself. And so if you, you keep eating all the fried food and overeating and, and all the, the, the sweets and the, uh, uh, running around and eating a bunch of snacks and a bunch of junk and don't exercise and, and don't work, walk more than 500 steps a day, don't come over here and say the Lord took you. Well, the Lord just took them. No, the Lord didn't just take them. The Lord just gave them what they chose. And I know God will usually give you what you choose. And so I'm not going to get over if you. You eat yourself or, or not exercise because it's not being just overweight. There are a lot of thin people that are unhealthy because we have not done the things that are preventable. And even if you live, then your quality of life is bad. So you can't finish what God has ordained for you to do because you don't feel good. And so one act of defiance, just change one thing this month. Just drop one food group that you really don't need. You're not even going to miss it. I don't eat pork anymore. I don't eat beef anymore. I, I don't risk the beef, but I sure miss that pork. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, whether it's drinking sodas, whether it's sugars, what, there's something that you can drop that you don't even need. Just as one act of defiance, devil, you want me dead, so I'm not going to do this anymore just because I don't like you. That's what I'm trying to get. Do I have a folk that got some fighting who really can't stand the devil? Say, devil, I'm going to walk now. I'm going to make sure I get 10,000 steps in a day. And if you don't do get 5,000 steps a day, I'm just going to do this devil because you're trying to kill me and I don't like you. Just one act of defiance. Can y'all do that for me? Because even though it's an honor to bury y'all, I hate doing it. Especially when it's preventable. Amen. That's my, that's my story. I'm still here today because I obeyed God and I'm still dropping stuff. Every year I'm dropping something else. Every year I'm dropping something else. I'm increasing. It used to be 50,000. I'm up to 60,000 is my goal now every week of steps uh, throughout the week. So uh, change one thing and let's stay heart healthy. Amen. Amen. It's still time to join uh, the Kingdom Academy. Uh, the classes are uh, dealing with God's people, God's way, effective 
communication, New Testament gospel and acts, leadership 101, Old Testament history overview, and fivefold ministry. Uh, you could you missed the first class, but you can still get in on that. See Pastor Darian uh, uh, after church, or those of you that are listening, put in the comment section right now. We have people that are looking at our comment section, and if you want to get into our Kingdom Academy, which is our training academy at New Antioch, put it in there, and we will be in touch with you. Tonight, there is no, uh, because uh, some of us do have some booze, and uh, the rest of us, I had great fun on Valentine's Day with my friends back in the day before I got married. So have some fun. Enjoy your family today. Enjoy your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, or your uh, children, whoever you hang out with today. We will not have MIT tonight, but we will do it next week. So whoever was on tonight, be ready for next Sunday night. Coaches, I'm inviting you, if you feel comfortable, and you have not been sick and you have not been out the country, if you feel comfortable coming next Sunday, I'm inviting the coaches. It is third Sunday, which is Coaches Sunday. So if you are in our coaching initiative, uh, you can come next Sunday if you feel comfortable. Uh, you'll have to sign in, temperature, mask, all of that is spread out. But you can come. I got a special message for our coaches on next week. But everybody else, tune in. Uh, it is for you as well. But coaches, if you would like to come uh, next Sunday, you can uh, do that. Um, let's celebrate. We talk about celebrating people. Let's celebrate our two church plants open today. Two of our church plants open today. Uh, Transform for Destiny International Ministries open with Pastor uh, Regina had their first service today. And our own Pastor Agatha open. Uh, Agape International Ministries of Dangriga, Belize. And so we are excited. Uh, two church plants in one day. Uh, somebody say acceleration. This ministry is accelerating. So congratulations to our new church, two church plants um, today. And uh, uh, we are continuing to pray for you. Uh, on, the, on the Facebook, they did put on one of the pages how to give to Pastor Agatha if you would like to give them an offering today. Uh, and then, of course, you can give to Pastor uh, Regina as well. Uh, the, all of them have some Facebook pages, but feel free to share uh, with them and again, congratulate them as well. Uh, we don't do it for everybody. We do do it for the pastors, but there's a special lady, and she just gets special privilege. And, and Pastor Rod already told you, don't get no attitude because we don't call your name out. But some people have just served the Lord in such great capacity, we have to bow to them. And I have to celebrate our own Reverend BJ. Uh, is having a birthday this week. We celebrate you, woman of God. Also on the 17th. Y'all text, text or email her. What's that other thing y'all do? Facebook her or something. Celebrate the woman of God. She has served God. She has served us. Y'all don't know the kind of greatness we have that just sits it up in here quietly. Quietly. You have no idea the greatness in the kingdom that this general is. And so I had to holler out uh, her birthday this week. So give us some love on Wednesday, I believe. 2217 is Wednesday. That is it for today. We enjoyed the word. We enjoyed you. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. Enjoy your um, this um, month, your Black History Month, and all the stuff we celebrate. Amen. We are, oh, you're not standing. Finally, brethren, farewell. Anything else, pastors?
Oh, just get it to him. No, just, uh, yeah. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy wave just for a little while longer. Matter of fact, give somebody an air hug. Just some air hugs out here. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Those of you that are listening, we'd love to have you join us and be a part of this church. Go to newantioch.org and go to the connect button. Newantioch-aliante.org. Go to the connect button. And we would love for you to be a part of our ministry. Everyone that is in here, is there anybody who needs to join the church today? Everybody, if you want to join, we will send somebody to you. Other than that, amen. If you guys will stay seated, our uh, sanctuary attendants are going to dismiss you safely. Um, please, seniors, go first. You all don't touch them, don't hug on them, just wave at them and let them get safely to their cars. And then the rest of you, please don't hang out with each other. Go to your cars and let's stay safe. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.